Welcome to Just the Taste. I'm Scott Curry with Chef's Best. We gather to talk about the trends in marketing, retail, and production in food and beverage that are shaping the industry. Today we have with us Betsy Open. Betsy is founder of Betsy's Best Nut and Seed Butters. She is also owner of Healthy Concepts Consulting in Naples, Florida, providing overall health and wellness coaching as a registered dietitian and personal trainer. While helping and motivating others towards a healthy life, her dedication includes important work as a certified diabetes educator to help people manage their conditions. And according to her bio online, she was in a sorority at Ball State where she was known as, quote, Betsy Crocker. As 2015 Florida Mother of the Year, we know she cares about what her family eats. She is certainly, among other things, a crusader for healthy habits and eating. Betsy, welcome to the podcast. Thank you very much. So let's let's talk about Betsy's Best, which is is now your you really it's become your life work, and yeah. something that you're solely dedicated to. So, um, would you provide a little history of Betsy's Best, and, and what were you what were you setting to to achieve when you set out? Well, you know, the start of Betsy's Best was never intention originally to become a company. Um, I was just you know a health minded registered dietitian mom of a four year old at the time who was a very picky eater and I love and grew up on peanut butter my staple in my my childhood diet and to have a daughter refuse to eat the all natural nut butter I bring home from the store was quite shocking to me and what is a mother to do I can't make peanut butter and jelly sandwiches and dip apples into peanut butter with my daughter um, so I became crafty in the kitchen using my Betsy Crocker skills from college years. Um, I crafted together a nut butter that she couldn't refuse using fun functional food ingredients. So um, it was just a passion and inspiration to create something healthier for my family. That, that's often how the best stories and companies, companies are. <laughs> right. Um, so so you, you mentioned, and, and I'll admit to a somewhat personal interest in your answer here, um, having children of my own, why why wasn't why wouldn't she eat what was off the store shelves? Was there was there something there? Well, you know, kids prefer taste over health in most cases, but mothers prefer health over taste. So of course, when I go to the store, I bring home the all natural nut butter that you know has no flavor, no jazz or pizzazz, just you know, good old healthy nut butter, um, and that's something her taste buds just could not equate to. So I think that's why she wasn't particularly fond of the all-natural nut butters I was bringing home. <laughs> so so you make this for your family and yeah. they are going to assume that they, they, they just are consuming it endlessly <laughs> and what, what, there must have been some moment where you said, I, I think I might have something here that others may appreciate and what was that journey like? Well, you know, I was perfecting my recipe and I'd make batch after batch and soon I, my shelves were full of nut butters that my family and myself could not possibly consume so I started bringing them to my office and I noticed I'd come back to the office in two days and the total jar was gone. <laughs> like, where'd my nut butter go? And they're like, we ate it. <laughs> so I think trial after trial and, you know, family sampling it and, you know, some of my clients, because I was personal training at the time, started eating it. And actually one of my particular clients who uh, was a retired businessman, um, month after month would ask me for another jar. And by the end of the year, he looked at me and he goes, Betsy, he goes, I think we're on to something. He's like, you have such a, a tremendous butter that we need to share it with the world. So the two of us went into business together and 
started Betsy's Best in this small little farmer's market here in Naples, Florida. And, and what year was that? That was in 2012 when we decided to form the company. We started our first farmer's market in January of 2013. So a true grassroots effort and where can someone get the product now? Uh, well, now we are very proud to say that we are in 2016 stores nationwide in 36 states. So we've gone from one single farmer's market to a nationwide presence just in a matter of a few years. Wow. So, so what's the problem with those other 14 states? <laughs> Distribution. Um, Kroger is our largest account. They're the one that pretty much put us nationwide. And so there's a few states, um, especially the New England states, that there's no Kroger representation. Um, so we're working hard to find some other retail chains up in the New England states. And then I think the Dakotas and Minnesota are the other few. And of course, Alaska and Hawaii, we're not out there quite yet. But um, we have, you know, ambitions to be, you know, truly nationwide by next year. Well, we hope to get to get you there soon. So um, <laughs> your, your tagline is, is food to fall for. What, what does that mean? You know what, it's, you know, you can fall in love with your food. And I think that's one thing I've learned with this product line is my family fell in love with it, my friends, um, you know, as new people are being introduced to Betsy, I, Betsy's Best, I always like to say it is love at first bite. And you truly fall for this food. And you can feel good about it because there's integrity with each ingredient that goes inside. I mean, a lot of thought went into the ingredients that I utilize with my nutrition background. I want to provide something that's good for you and that you feel good about eating, but not compromising the taste uh, for the health. So that's why we use the tagline, it is truly food to fall for. So, so you mentioned integrity and needing to compromise it. So I'm going to make an assumption here that at some point you had to determine a price point. Yeah. And, uh, you know, th there is a reason why there are peanut butters out there that are $2 a jar, <laughs> right. um, and, and, and which there's also a reason why there's, there's others that are, are far more flavorful. So w what was it like needing to go through that process of maintaining the integrity, knowing that you won't, and, and frankly probably won't ever be the cheapest product on the market, um, what, you know, what, how do you create that balance? That, that was really difficult because you're right, you know, a lot of companies will use cheap ingredients just to, you know, have higher profit margins or, you know, provide a product that is, you know, reasonably inexpensive. Sourcing high quality functional food ingredients, they're not cheap. And we, you know, we started with roasting and grinding the butter, you know, nuts into the butters and, you know, stirring in these nice functional food ingredients like chia seed and cinnamon or cardamom and pink Himalayan salt. But at the same point, we don't want to price ourselves out and make it so gourmet that the average person can enjoy it. So we try to really stay in a price range of our competitors, um, those that have you know been out there for a while. You know, even though we're a new company, we don't have as much buying power. You know, if we have to make less of a percent in our margins just to make a product that everyone is available to everyone from a price point then we're willing to do that. Um, I'm sure as we grow and we get more buying power, you know, we'll be able to drop that price some more. And that's one thing we look forward to as, as we experience some growth with our company. 
So on the one end, there's, there's high quality sourcing. And is it the production process as well? I, I'm not a butter expert myself like you, yeah. you clearly are now. It is, yeah, because we use other ingredients besides just the nuts, you know, where some companies just grind the nuts and pour it right into a jar. Well, there's an extra step for ours is we not only have to grind the nuts, but then we have to incorporate a mixing process. So we're actually stirring in the cinnamon and the chia seeds and the Himalayan salt and the honey. So that's an extra step. Uh, so all of that does kind of factor into an increased cost in production. Okay. So... So if the hierarchy, if there's a hierarchy, if you will, there's there's taste, and then there's healthiness slash in, ingredients, right? So, um, in in your instance, you've chosen taste and healthiness, and whereas other brands tend to need to compromise one for another, is is there a, kind of a looking at the bigger picture here of of the marketplace? Is there is there a wedge being driven between the two right now that you can't have taste and be healthy? And I think price point is probably layered into this if it's a triangle. Um, you know, what what do you see in kind of the bigger picture about where where our food supply is headed? Well, I, it, so many more people are health-minded and really paying attention to what they're eating. And I applaud that. I mean, I've been pushing for this movement as a dietitian my entire livelihood in my career. So I'm very happy to see more companies moving in that direction. Um, you know, I, I've been to a lot of the natural food shows. I, I always go around. I'm always interested in new companies emerging and what flavors and creations. And people are becoming so creative. And that's one thing I'd love to see, like new and different innovations in regards to spices and ingredients used. Now, not all of them, would I say, are tasty. You know, some, you know, some need some more work and tweaking. But... I definitely see a new diversions of products being um, available to consumers um, in a creative stance that they are a little more tasty if you kind of have a, a mature palate for those kind of creative tastes, like, you know, utilizing things like kale chips and, you know, some of these other functional foods, you know, in, foods that we never saw in the marketplace probably five years ago. So um, I think their companies are really trying to hit on the taste factor and the health. Um, so I definitely see the movement. I see more products available, um, and I think it's great. And I think that just provides more options for people who are trying to eat healthy. Great. So I want to, want to talk a little bit about that passion and, and you know, your knowledge and as, a, as a registered dietitian as well. So shifting gears just a little bit, you know, we, we have a health crisis in America right now. Mm -hmm. um, you know, it, it's, it's talked about in some circles, and it's a complex issue. We're not going to solve it here. Um, but it's literally, you know, killing our friends, family, neighbors, and on the verge of bankrupting us and our healthcare system. And there's a lot of theories on it, and one is sedentary population isn't helping it. But um, most people would agree that the the nexus and underlying bedrock of the crisis is the food that we eat. And um, I actually just finished reading the Dorito Effect by Mark Schatzker, okay. um, which is fascinating book. It, it, it just came out, and I've, I've heard it mentioned in a few areas, so I felt it was time to pick it up. And the, the basic premise, it's, it's, an e it's an easy read, but it's dense with information. And the basic premise um, is that, you know, we are generating food, um, fruits and, and, and everything, that, that don't have the flavor to them that they used to, you know, before scale and mass production. 
And as a result of that, uh, the food companies are needing to substitute and create flavor. So, for example, they talk about chicken a lot, and chicken, apparently, because I, I wasn't around in the 1930s, doesn't taste anything like it used to. So now you always have to put sauce, or you always have to put spice on it. it it's, it's, a, it's a sad book in some way. It's sobering in a way, because it's, it's also it's training our body to think that it's getting nutrition. So we have to kind of eat more, even though we're not getting the nutritional value, and now our body says to us, well, no, you actually didn't get enough vitamins and minerals from that. So it, it also seems like we're on kind of this precipice right now where we either need to start returning to foods like Betsy's Best that are, you know, wholesome and, and you know, packed with the original nutrients and also provide taste and enjoyment, or we're going to kind of keep going to the Dorito effect, which is, you know, as he describes, it's it's a chip with a bunch of flavors on it so that people kind of feel that they're eating something. So do, do you agree that we're, we're perhaps heading towards a tipping point as a, as a nation? I, I would hope we'd be moving in that tipping point in the positive direction. Um, like I said, there's more foods available, um, good and bad, um, but I definitely think there's a, a little bit more of a movement in the direction of being more health-minded. I mean, people are realizing that it is their lifestyle habits that are causing these illnesses. And I always say as a dietitian, if you don't make time for health now, you better make time for illness later. And your most important asset is your body, and it's your most important investment as well. So as people are planning their investment in retirement, they also should be investing in their health. And you need to start banking on that early, like even in your teenage years. So I think there's definitely the message out there. Um, you know, I, I, it's, a, it's a movement, and it's a slow food movement that's starting to happen. But I, I see it popping up. I've been traveling a lot this year and you know, going to different states, and especially in the south. We have a lot of chains in the south. And granted, you have your typical fried chicken places and barbecue, but there's also the juice places and healthy-minded things. And when I go into these grocery store chains, you know, checking in on my products, I'm seeing those health food-based aisles and a lot of those you know, foods that I typically typically shop for, say, a typical whole food, and even seen in your mainstream grocery stores. So the movement's there. It's happening. It might be moving a little bit slower than we would like to see, but at least the message is out there, and it's really up to the individual to make that choice over health or Ill illness. Great. Um, and and in taste as well. I mean, we, food should be something that's relished and enjoyed with friends and appreciated. And, Absolutely. Uh, it's great to have companies like Betsy's Best, you know, experiencing success. Uh, you were a, a, a winner of the Chef's Best Quality and Craft Award for your almond butter. Yeah. Congratulations on that. Thank you. Um, so let's let's go back to your product line a little bit. So you have the almond butter, um, mm -hmm. the cashew butter, uh, the peanut butter, and the seed butter. Um, why don't you walk through kind of those four and, and just tell us what is unique and and why uh, stores should be should be carrying them each? Sure, I, I call them my four children. <laughs> People <laughs> ask me which is my favorite, and I said that's like asking a mom to pick her favorite child. That's really hard to do. They each are unique in their own way. The original creation was the peanut butter, obviously for my family at home, um, and I, I decided to use cinnamon as my spice profile because growing up, cinnamon toast was my absolute 
all-time favorite breakfast. Mm -hmm. um, so when I was deciding on ingredients, cinnamon was number one, followed by the honey and the pink Himalayan salt, and of course the chia seeds, which give our products, and all four of my butters are graced with chia seeds, the fantastic texture and crunch. So when people bite into their first bite, they're like, ooh, what's that texture? And it's the great pop of the chia seeds as you're crunching down. Um, so after the peanut butter, I, I wanted to uh, develop the almond butter because almonds obviously are very popular. It's one of the number one trending butters. Um, I just thought I could make it better. <laughs> so by adding those same wonderful ingredients like the cinnamon, pink Himalayan salt, honey, and chia seeds, it has an undertone of vanilla and English toffee. So a lot of people will tell me it tastes like cinnamon toast crunch cereal or something. Um, but it's not sweet at all. It only has two grams of sugar, but it just tastes sweeter on the palate. Um, after developing those two, my third one was the seed butter, and the reason being is um, being a dietitian, I coach with a lot of people who have food allergies, and knowing that peanut and tree nut allergies are two of the biggest allergies, I wanted to provide an alternative for those that cannot have those type of nuts, or even for mothers who are packing lunches for their kids who are in a peanut-free school. So the seed butter is completely nut-free. It utilizes sunflower seeds with the chia seeds along with the cinnamon, pink Himalayan salt, and honey. And then the last um, child to be born <laughs> this year actually was the cashew butter. And I chose cashews because, number one, I personally love cashews. But I wanted my cashew butter to be different than the other three because um, the other three butters are a little bit sweeter on the palate with that cinnamon profile. The cashew butter is my wild child. This one uses a spice that's not commonly used in the United States called cardamom. And as a dietitian, I know cardamom, number one, is the third most expensive spice in the world, but number two has a tremendous amount of medicinal health benefits for your body. It's great for anti-inflammatory, it's very good for your digestive health, and plus it gives a real zing to the flavor of the cashew butter. So it's actually, even though almond butter has always been our number one seller, as I've rolled this butter out this year, I would say it's a very, very close second uh, best seller, uh, just because it's very unique in regards to the taste and even the nut being used. There's not a lot of cashew nut butters out there, so this one's definitely one to experience. Um, some Exciting children you have there. Are, are you pregnant again? I am. I'm working on my new future uh, line extensions. I'm always crafting in the kitchen. Um, so I do have some nut butters um, that we are kind of keeping top secret at the moment, but I'm hoping to roll out either later this year or early 2018. Awesome. Well, well good luck with those. Um, well, I want to thank you for your time today. Um, it's it's wonderful to speak with someone that, that shares a passion that um, also has a you know an appreciation and understanding with your wellness and health coaching background um, for for you know the positive that food can bring to people um, without compromising on taste and in fact being being rewarded for it uh, mm -hmm. both by chefs best and and by retailers and consumers alike so um, we wish you the best of luck and and again is there anything else that you want to add? No, just as I always wrap everything up, have a healthy day. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Betsy. We, we sure will, and uh, best of luck. Thank you so much. Thank you for joining us on Just the Taste, the Chef's Best Production. Join us again next time as we talk to more experts in marketing, retail, and production in the food and beverage industry. As always, visit chefsbest.com to learn more. <laughs>